Good morning on this Monday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We're talking in the book of Luke. As Jesus was saying and giving a parable concerning the pounds. We had made mention concerning the talents that according to a man's ability they were given talents. But according to a man's capacity they were given pounds what they could do with one pound. And we're going to see from several of the scriptures the importance of understanding the relationship between both things in our lives. If we run out of room, then we limit our capacity to do more. As long as you have more, then you can fill more. Now, this is interesting because in one of the parables of Jesus... When he teaches concerning a wedding feast, he talks about the people that were invited. Three specific people are invited to the wedding. Only three, mind you, three. And yet those three, the scripture says, were enough to fill the house. Because each one had a capacity that was overwhelming. Now, you may say, well, that's, that's strange. How can you fill a house with three? But yet Jesus later on, and we'll talk about this on another uh, occasion, uh, he says, go into the highways and byways and compel them to bring, you know, to come in. And they were coming in and coming in. And the servant said unto the master, you know, we have a lot of people in here, but it's still not filled. And they brought more and they brought more and they said, it's still not full. And yet three people, now think about this. And, and, And you can do this. Uh, with so many different areas of life. Think about in a business, three individuals that have the ability and the capacity to run a business because of the amount of money that they can put into it so that they become basically not only the owners of the build, uh, of, of the business, but the sole owners. Whereas if you got one million people and took all their net worth and everything, compared to these individuals, it still would not be enough to fill up the business with what they needed. See, so three men had the capacity to do this, versus, let's say, a million that don't, even if you put them together. Well, that's what that parable is teaching us, and and we'll talk about that on another occasion. But let's go to the book of Luke, in chapter 19, verse 12, And this is where we were reading yesterday. And he said, Therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And of course, uh, the parable is actually talking about Jesus going up into heaven while preparations are made that, that the kingdom of God be established on earth and the millennial rule of Jesus for a thousand years along with those that have faithfully served him here on earth uh, as believers, rule with him and reign with him here on this earth. But here is a basic truth. He called his ten servants and delivered unto them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. There is a measure of faith that is given to every single believer that we all start off at the same measure. There is a measure of righteousness that is given to us that is exactly identical. 
There is a measure of grace, of love, of mercy that is given to each one. And we all start with that. But then from there, where do we go? But yet you have individuals that have talents in their lives that God specifically uh, put in them the ability to sing, the ability to build, uh, the ability to create, to build, uh, paint, etc., etc., etc. Whereas an individual that doesn't have that ability, he struggles to try to even come close to what the other individual does that comes, and I'll use this word very carefully, so naturally to him. But it's not natural if it's a God-given ability. It may, be, it may be natural in the sense that we look at it, but when we think about God is the one that imparts and gives the talents, the abilities to each one according to that ability, then he gives the talents that you are to distribute and go to the maximum and reach the capacity with them. But at the same time, the pounds remind us that God gives each and every one of us a starting place. That starting place is the same for each one. No one is born a mature Christian. No one is born with all the faith in the world. No one is born uh, on this planet uh, just doing miracles and doing fantastic things for God. We are born again and we grow in grace. We grow in faith. We grow in love. We grow in the things of the ministry and develop. And from there, according to the ability that is given to an individual, then it will increase. And God continues to give increase to an individual that is faithful over that which he or she has been given. And it says that he called his servants, ten servants, and he delivered unto them the ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. In other words, until I come, stay busy doing my business. It doesn't necessarily mean that just do anything, but it's basically occupy yourself with the pound that I have given you and continue to occupy yourself with it till I come. That means... If God's love has been shed abroad our hearts and it has been imparted, then we don't stop loving with God's love. We continue until He comes. If He has imparted faith into us, then we don't stop believing halfway through the race, saying, well, you know what, God's no longer answering my prayers like He used to, etc., etc., etc. You do not stop. Stop. You continue occupying. You continue staying business, busy about the Father's business no matter what. Busy yourself. Trade. Trade what? Whatever He has given you. Trade is part of the exchange process of the kingdom of God. Everything works according to exchange. I'll trade you a dollar bill for a candy. We call it purchasing, but in reality, there was a trade. I give you something so that I can get something. And everything works that way. You get rid of, you get rid of carbon dioxide in your lungs by trading it or exchanging it with oxygen. Then the oxygen needs to be traded or replenished or replaced. 
as the carbon dioxide goes out, then you need to bring oxygen back in. And it is a cycle. The same thing with sleeping and resting and eating and all these things. There has to be an exchange in our lives. And even finally, there is the exchange of our vile, uh, corruptible bodies being transformed into an incorruptible, immortal body. There is an exchange. We have to give up our sins to receive His forgiveness. There is an exchange. So the things that are exchanged, and we've talked about this in great deal in many other teachings, that, you know, He took my shame, and He took my guilt, He took my pain and my sickness and my disease and my sin, and He exchanged it for healing, for forgiveness, and for uh, uh, acceptance and all these things. Well, you continue occupying, exchanging, You continue exchanging the things of God. Exchange your testimony. Exchange whatever God has put in your ability as a pound or or your capacity uh, as a pound and work with that. But it says in verse number 14, But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man reign over us. Now you have to understand, That when Jesus comes back, he doesn't come back as a lamb. He comes back as a lion. And when the scripture says that he's going to have those that did did not want him to rule over them, and we'll actually find this at the end of uh, uh, chapter 19, he says, but those mine enemies which would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. In other words, there is at that point no mercy. There is no uh, forgiveness. There is, there is just judgment. Because they're given an opportunity while they are alive. Every single human being on this planet is given the opportunity as a living being to hear, to believe, to accept the message of the gospel, the name of Jesus in their lives and forgiveness and everything that goes with that. To reject it is to put yourself and place yourself at his judgment. Well, the scripture doesn't stop there. The messengers, uh, the message was sent that, you know, we don't want you reigning over us. You're not going to rule over my life. I am going to live my life my own way, how I want to, both now and even forever. But that does not work that way. You're given an opportunity that he gives you the breath of life. He gives you the sunshine from above. He gives you the grace. He gives you the mercy to be able to make it from one day to another, which many do not. And it says in verse 15, And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he is the king at that point of everything. Then he commanded those servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And the money, of course, is the pound or the cash, uh, specifically uh, the shekel. Uh, It was a piece of silver, and of course it does have some weight uh, to it. So the scripture continues, and it says, Then came the first, in other words, of the first ten servants, the first one came, saying, Lord, Your pound, notice not my pound, 
Here this man recognizes that he was solely a steward, not the owner. It's not my house, it's not my car, it's not my bank account, it's not my checking, but it's the Lord's. See, with that attitude, it changes your perspective on how you deal with things. And the scripture says, and then came the first saying, Lord, he recognizes as the one who is the master, Thy pound has gained 10 10 pounds. Thy pound has gained 10 pounds. In other words, it acquired more. So now I have a total of 11 pounds because of the trading that I did. And I did it nonstop until you came in your kingdom. It says in verse 17, And he said unto him, and these are the words that you're going to find repeated by Jesus in many of the parables. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, very little. That, that has got to be understood. Uh, the size of it, it was small. And have thou authority over ten cities. The proportion of ten pounds gained to rule over with authority, which is what we have been talking about, exousia, over ten cities is like, how in the world do you do that? But God can understand fully that being faithful in the minutest, simplest little thing, that, that entitles you by your faithfulness, to be given authority over X amount of whatever he has prepared for us. Now, this also we have to consider that there are so many other areas of life where we sometimes don't think that we should be faithful in these things. Uh, a lot of times we waste things. We say, oh, well, I'll just get a new one, throw this one away, or... or uh, Others decide, well, I'll have a yard sale or a rummage sale or, or something and I'll sell it. But sometimes we become wasteful uh, with the food that we buy, the food that we eat. Uh, it, 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 it's incomprehensible that we're not considering it is not yours. It belongs to the master. Even the little boy's lunch in the book of John chapter 6 that was multiplied to feed uh, 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. Jesus said, pick up every little fragment. Don't let anything go to waste. And they picked up about 12 basketfuls. So consider that even pieces of bread were not put to waste. They were utilized. Consider this. We are to be faithful over everything that the Master puts in our lives, in our paths, in our hands, and even in our minds and hearts. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Tuesday as we continue looking at the pounds and what they mean to our lives, the capacity to reach the fullness, the 100% that God wants. Remember the parable of the sower. Some did 30, some did 60, but some did 100 Give that some thought. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our master comes soon. Amen.